Hello, Leading Saints audience. This is going to be one of several simple podcast episodes that you will see come across your feed in the month of December 2021. Each year, we like to highlight the past year and reflect on what we have learned. I'll also be sharing with you some behind-the-scenes content, ways you can help Leading Saints, and what to look forward to in 2022. Now, before we get into the this episode where I share some awesome book ideas, I want to sh- make sure... I do two things. First, I want to thank you for your support. It means so much to me that you hit the play button and offer your attention to the content that we create at Leading Saints. This would have ended long ago without an incredible growing audience. Second, I want to ask you to become part of our core leader community. What is a core leader? Well, everyone who believes in our mission to help Latter-day Saints be better prepared to lead and gives on a recurring monthly or annual basis becomes part of our core leader community. Not only do core leaders help us maintain funding to continue our good work, but they also get additional access to hundreds of hours of leadership content. Would you please go to leadingsaints.org slash donate and consider helping us fund our mission in 2022 by becoming a recurring donor. And if you are already a recurring donor, maybe it's a good time of year to consider increasing your recurring donation. Your donation will change lives and improve the leadership capacity in our faith community. Again, go to leadingsaints.org slash donate and see all the benefits of becoming a core leader today. And now... Here is some end-of-year content that we hope you enjoy. All right, so it is uh, December 20th, and uh, I have just a quick minute here to record something that I want to share with you. I'm actually headed out the door because tomorrow is my mother's birthday, and we're headed out to dinner with all my siblings and their wives and uh, tonight to celebrate her, her birthday, so, you know. Got to show up for mom. Happy birthday, mom. I know you listen. I appreciate it. You've been listening from the beginning. Oh, I'm going to cry. All right, moving on. So uh, one episode, or one piece of content I wanted to share today was my favorite leadership books. Like if I was to sit in front of a leader and, and they were asking me, please, I need a book to read. What book should I read to better prepare me to lead? I'd say, oh, believe you me, I have many, many books. And I am going to be posting this online. If you want to peruse, and I'll put this in the in the show notes, but if you want to peruse some of the books I've put here, or and they're all linked to you know Amazon if you want to uh, read up on them further or even purchase, put, purchase them, you can do so. You can go to leadingsaints.org slash books. That's right, leadingsaints.org slash books. You can see all the covers of these books and click on them for more details, and that would be awesome. So I kind of, uh, as I went through my old library, I went to, I, I'm a Kindle reader. I don't know about you, but I'm a Kindle reader. And I went back through my library there and I thought, all right, what are the books that I've read over the years that really stood out? And I would recommend to uh, a leader, who's, or to an individual who's really striving to become better and to pr- improve their leadership. These are books that have definitely done that for my own personal leadership ability. All right, and so I've put these in three different categories. I don't know if these are the best categories, and maybe I'll change them, but they line up like this. So I have a section called Personal Development. These are just books of uh, that anybody could read to just improve their personal ability, their personal mindsets, uh, just their personal identity, which will naturally lead to them being a better 
leader. And then we have uh, leading a church organization. And so these are really good practical books that someone could sit down with and learn some skill sets or understand some research to better lead an organization. And then lastly, the last category I put there is repentance and engaging people in the gospel. So these are great books like uh, somebody who's maybe wanting to, uh, who's just sort of struggling maybe with their testimony, maybe they're questioning their faith, maybe they're just in a in a rut in their life and they want to, you know, maybe gain a new perspective on the gospel. And so those are the three categories. So I'm just going to run through these and just give you a quick, like, a quick, like, this is what it is, and this is why I should go check it out. And on the website, I've put these in a, in order as far as, like, this is the order I would recommend somebody read it, or this is my favorite of the group, so start here, or this is what I found most helpful. But these books are all genius in their own way, so it's hard to say one book is better than the other. But I tried to put them in a, in a way that if you need a place to start, you can go to the top of the list and, and go from there. All right, let's crush the uh, personal development category here. Coming in at number one is, again, they're not ranked, not that one's better than the other, but where I would say someone could really start with their personal development is a book by our good friend, Ryan Gottfriedson, his book called Success Mindsets, Your Keys to Unlocking Greater Success in Your Life, Work, and Leadership. And this concept of mindsets, you've heard the episodes, if not, just just Google Leading Saints Ryan Gottfriedson and listen to all the interviews we've done with him. Just really helpful perspectives on setting a mindset. Next book is Essentialism. Actually, a former bishop, Greg McEwen. He's a world-renowned author now. Just a good book to get your mind straight. And it sort of dovetails off the success mindsets and really helpful there. Uh, How to Fail at Almost Everything and Still Win Big. This is by Scott Adams. Yes, it's the Scott Adams, the, the, uh, the cartoonist that does Dilbert. He's actually a pretty provocative thinker. Uh, he's gotten more into politics in the last few years, but this book is not political. And uh, there's another book on my list that is a little more political, but not um, not in a n- super negative way, in my opinion. But um, How to Fail at Almost Everything and Still Win Big. This is just like a good, like if, if someone was coming out of high school and they're like, give me a book where I can start to, to understand where I'm going in life or how I can find success, this book is it. And you just go to their reviews, or the reviews of this book and see how awesome that is. Uh, the next book by the Arbinger Institute, big fans out there uh, in the leadership world of the Arbinger Institute. This book is The Anatomy of Peace. Just a good, solid approach to life, uh, relationships, and understanding people. So th- that'd be a great book to succeed not only in leadership but in your marriage and your uh, in all relationships. The next book is by Stephen Covey, one that you probably have never heard of uh, unless you're a big Stephen Covey guy, and that is The Divine Center. A good mission buddy who actually works with uh, Stephen M. R. Covey uh, actually recommended this book to me, and I read it, and it's just sort of like this good. It's a it's a book written to a Latter Day Saint audience, and man, it can you read a paragraph, you just have to sit and meditate for a minute. But just a good book, like to find the true core meaning of what we're trying to do with the gospel, and that's that's great. Next book, uh, The Circle Maker by Mark Batterson. He's the evangelical preacher. Phenomenal book as far as prayer. Like if you're kind of feel like your prayers in a rut, or as far as uh, you know. Uh, threading prayer throughout your success and in your goals and whatnot. Like the circle maker is such an awesome way to bring God into our journey here uh, in, in all things that we do. Next book, 
I love this book. No More Mr. Nice Guy by Robert Glover. I've interviewed Dr. Glover on the podcast. That was a fun one. Uh, He's not a Latter-day Saint. But this book, it articulates so well an issue that many of us struggle with that you probably don't even realize you struggle with. And I guess some could call it codependency, but more it's like this nice guy syndrome. And a lot of leaders fall into this because they just think that's what leaders do, right? I'm the bishop, so I smile really big and I go around and compliment everybody. If there's conflict, I diffuse it immediately because we want everybody to be happy. We're at church. Like this is such a crucial book, required reading for for any leader out there is no more Mr. Nice Guy. And then I followed up with a book that I feel like is the answer to the more no more Mr. Nice Guy. Like I feel like Dr. Glover does a great job articulating the, the issue and he gives some solutions or things to do. But this next book by Todd Herman is one I recommend that really helped me overcome the nice guy. And it's a daily battle, folks. I, I haven't... <laughs> I haven't yet overcome completely the the Mr. Nice Guy that lives inside of me, but one that has helped me is by Todd Herman called The Alter Ego Effect. It's a fun read. I've actually given this recommended to a few people who actually didn't like it, so don't get mad at me if you don't like it, but I think it's a phenomenal book as far as an approach, a very practical approach of overcoming the the nice guy or being the person who's always trying to make sure everybody feels happy and, and whatnot. And then a book I've read... Uh, for years, uh, long ago, I need to pick it up again. Purple Cow by Seth Godin. This just gives you a new perspective on what how, the type of person you are and the way that you're leading. Like in your organization, are you building organizations or are you the type of p- person that truly is remarkable? Or in other words, to remark about, <laughs> are, are you doing work that's actually, um, you know, not just more work. I'm not explaining it well, but as far as like just getting out of a rut, like the purple cow is a great resource for that. Uh, Dangerous Love by Chad Ford, uh, Latter-day Saint I interviewed, phenomenal book. Go back and listen to the episode if you want more details there. But just uh, this is similar to the anatomy of peace, like as far as dealing with relationships and whatnot. Daring Greatly by Brene Brown, if and anything really by Brene Brown, I just got her new book, haven't read it yet. Uh, but this phenomenal foundational principles for a uh, for a leader in, in, for your personal development. And then another book by Scott Adams. This is called Loser Think, and this is a little more political, but he mainly not because he is sharing a, one political perspective. He actually um, beats up on both sides of the aisle. Uh, but Loser Think uh, by Scott Adams. That's such a way. It, it really helped me analyze how I th- approach situations and how I'm how I'm thinking and how some patterns of thinking that I do actually hurt me in the long run or cause me to judge others in unhealthy ways. And so, man, this loser thing. I was just taking notes as far as so many ways I've slipped up in the context of being a Latter Day Saint in our faith community. How I've fallen into loser thing. So, those are my personal development books. I'll probably add more. All right, next, leading a church organization. If I had a leader come to me and say, okay, I just need help. Like, my ward's a mess, my quorum is off track, my release study, whatever, right? So these are books that I would push you towards and encourage you to to read. First one, Multipliers by Liz Wiseman, Latter-day Saint. She's been on the podcast multiple times. She just actually wrote another book, haven't read it yet. I'm sure it'll lead to another interview. But Multipliers is such a phenomenal book uh, to really help you think through uh, maybe some areas you're falling short where you don't feel like you're falling short. Like I just talked to a bishop 
uh, about a week ago, and he said, man, multipliers, I thought I was a multiplier, but I actually realized I was diminishing people with the best intentions and was actually hurting my leadership. So multiplier is a great book to start, especially if your ward council meetings are just sort of, they fall flat, multipliers will help you out of that. The next one is The Art of Gathering by Priya Parker. Not a Latter-day Saint, just a very, uh, you know, best-selling author. And she talks about, she breaks down the concept of gathering, like meetings or sacrament meetings or community events or parties or whatever it is. And I promise you, if you read this book, your sacrament meetings will be different in a very positive way. And you'll just analyze all these gatherings we do, whether it's a, a ward council meeting, um, a one-to-one interview, or a ward Christmas party. Like This book will cause you to think and improve the gathering experience for those that— uh, in your, in your ward or quorum or whatever it is. Cause if you're the leader, you're quote unquote presiding. And as the presiding authority, it is your responsibility to make sure people have a uplifting, positive experience, regardless of the gathering they come from or they come to next book by our friends at vital smarts, crucial conversations. This is just good foundational book as far as dealing with conflict in an organization. Like how do you actually communicate to people when, uh, when two people come to a disagreement and one of those people is, is you, right? Like, how do you talk through that? What are some skills, very practical skills to help you there? Another book uh, by influence or by vital smarts is influencer. This is a um, phenomenal book as far as how to, how to make problems change, like really daunting problems. And there are some daunting problems in our church organization that, have been, you know, like ministering or like uh, missionary work, right? Like, how can we approach this with a model that's actually going to lead to solutions? And influencers are a great way to do it. It's It's been out for a couple decades now, and maybe not two decades, but just a phenomenal, well-researched book. I also put Dangerous Love on here, I've already talked about, but it is also helpful for church organization. Radical Candor by Kim Scott as far as like one-to-one interviews and like how to reach and engage with your people so that they want to follow you, Radical Candor is a great resource there. Launching Leaders. Uh, this is by Latter-day Saint Stephen Hitz. He was actually just on the podcast. This is especially helpful for young single adult leaders. If you're in a young single adult organization or or working with them and you're calling, like this is a must-read book. All right, The Art of, Me- uh, the Art of Neighboring. By, uh, I can't read their name. The image is too small here. By, I'll get there. Copy, paste. I actually had one of the authors. Yes, I had Dave Runyon on the podcast. Go listen to that podcast, man. It's so good. Jay uh, Pathak. I never met him, but had a great conversation with Dave Dave Runyon. This is what I would consider the. Um, the manual for ward mission leaders. Okay, like the unofficial manual for ward mission leaders. How to engage a neighborhood, especially in when you're in high density Latter-day Saint areas where, you know, it's your neighborhood which is your ward. This is a great tool to understand or give you ideas as far as how to approach being a ward mission leader. Uh, or engaging or igniting missionary work in your ward. All right, next book Introverts in the Church. This is a phenomenal book. Um, this is another one I need to... The image is too small. Adam, uh, man, I, I can't remember these uh, 
It is uh, Adam McHugh. That's right. Actually interviewed Adam. Great interview. Go back and listen to it. Um, and but this is a great one to just understand different. Sometimes we uh, we uh, leaders naturally are uh, uh, outro, outroverts. The uh, <laughs> uh, extroverts. So leaders leaders are sometimes naturally extroverted because they're the one that's sort of outgoing and loud and and you know more engaging in a public setting. So they naturally rise to the top. Introverts at church really gives you a helpful way to engage with introverts and make space for them and and help for the worship experience to be more positive for them. Uh, All right. The next one is uh, women at church. This is, I interviewed the, the author, uh, I always say her name wrong, Natalie McBain and uh, Latter-day Saint. She talks about women at church in the context of being a Latter-day Saint and, phenomenal just like a good foundational like if you're especially if you're a male leader you're walking in to be a, a new bishop and you just need to understand the you know how to better approach um the 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 women in your ward make sure they're heard and make sure they're they're given that space to lead like women at church really helped me that way uh making vision stick by andy stanley andy stanley's a an evangelical uh pastor as well a great leadership guru this is a quick read and just like as far as like developing a vision this is it quick read you can uh read it an hour or two and then walk into elders corner and have a better idea as how to create a vision next book by one of my favorite authors it's called a culture of ministering and it's actually by me that's right i wrote a book it's a short read culture of ministering as far as leading the elders corner relief society in the ministering effort uh I, just some practical ideas, what's worked for me and other leaders in, in succeeding in ministering. So that'd be awesome. Uh, I also put the anatomy of peace on here again. And then one history book, actually, David O. McKay and the rise of modern Mormonism. This is a book that was written years ago and it's a heavy read, a lot of history, but man, just a practical understanding of some history of the modern day church. And it has a lot of stories of David O. McKay's time and different council meetings and what leaders said, how they wrestled through different issues from correlations to uh, blacks in the priesthood to all, all these things. Right. And it's just what I found as far as from a leadership standpoint, I mean, if you're a history geek, you should read it, but from a leadership standpoint, it was just interesting, interesting to see uh, history of our general authority leaders face really daunting problems and how they approach them. And sometimes they approach them in good ways. And sometimes they learn from uh, other approaches, but man, great book. If, if you're again, it's heavy, but it's, it's worth a read. All right. Next category, repentance and engaging people in the gospel. These are books that I would probably have in a Bishop's office that you can, and several copies that you can just lend out, be the ward library or have the Bishop's library where you can hand these books out as people are coming and, and struggling with different, uh, topics or issues, you can hand these books and say, hey, why don't you read this and come back and let's just talk about what some things that stood out and what you learned. First one is Six Events by Stephen Covey. This is another Stephen Covey book that he wrote for a Latter-day Saint audience. It is probably, oof, am I going to go there? Yeah, that's right. I'm going there. This is probably my favorite Stephen Covey book, even above Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. This book is so helpful in putting the gospel in a context that is... um I don't, I don't want to say practical, but just like seeing the gospel in a way that's like digestible and seeing the gospel 
like so many times as I read as I read this book, so many times, or I thought of different examples in my life where I was like, "Wow!" Like I can see how the gospel is there. I didn't identify it before. So this is a great. I, I feel like I'm speaking too vaguely. Just go check it out. It is a great book. I love that book. Uh, next one, the Continuous Atonement by Brad Wilcox. This is just a practical read. Uh, for individuals who are, need to better understand the the grace of Jesus Christ and how that works with the atonement and whatnot, Brad obviously has gone on to do several books, even speaking conference about this concept that is so helpful and is really shifting our paradigm in the church as far as how we see grace and understand it and use it. The next book, Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. If you're an Eldridge Corn president, this is required reading. Absolutely. John Eldridge is a evangelical, uh, I don't know if I'd say he's a pastor, but he's an evangelical author. Uh, he's uh, created these uh, boot camp retreats that we've uh, partnered with the Warrior Heart Group that we've been doing as well. Just a good understanding of, oh, now I see why men need Jesus. And as an elder scorn president, I can help men find Jesus because of the, the perspectives that John Eldridge writes in that book. I love John Eldridge's stuff. I really recommend anything he writes. Uh, he's an evangelical, so you're going to swim past some of his perspectives of the gospel and whatnot, but uh, it's great. Considering the Cross by John Hilton, the third BYU professor. I've had him on the podcast several times. I love Considering the Cross. If I was a bishop again and somebody was uh, really struggling with you know, uh, relapse of sin or whatever, I would hand them Considering the Cross, and we would just talk about the sacrifice and suffering that Jesus went through with them. Another book that's on my list that I would give them is The Divine Gift of Forgiveness by Elder Neil L. Anderson. This is really the modern-day miracle of forgiveness. Man, you should have stacks. Bishops should have stacks of this book in their office and hand it out. Like This just puts forgiveness in a, in a much less shaming perspective and, and repentance, and you can see that, wow, I get it. Like, God did this, you know, Christ did this for me. Like, Awesome. So, I don't know what else to say about it. Bridges, uh, Ministering to Those Who Question by uh, David, Os- David Osler, good friend of mine, but he's been on the podcast. Uh, just to, This is like the go-to for any leader, especially leaders that are more orthodox, to read and understand why people uh, struggle or have faith crises or transitions of faith or whatever you want to call it, and, and a and practical approach of, of um, how to approach those situations. Another book I recently read and actually recently under, uh, <laughs> recently interviewed the the author Jay Stringer. His book is called Unwanted. This book is so helpful of putting sexuality in a religious context that is not like black and white or it's not uh, it's 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 more it's just more practical like not just making this list of don't do that or stop this behavior but understanding why why uh, people struggle with their sexuality in so many ways or pornography or what, whatever it be. All right, another book by John Eldridge I recently read, really loved, Waking the Dead. Like, this is a good one. Like, if someone's just, like, in a slump or they're just like, ah, man, I don't know what to do. I guess I come to church, but I just don't feel it, right? Like, Waking the Dead is a great book to engage them in the larger story that God has for them and the gospel and whatnot. So, Awesome read. Circle Maker, another mention here. This would be helpful for engaging people in the gospel as well. The Untethered Soul by Michael Michael Singer. This is a deep, heavy book, like a meditation book. He's not a Latter-day Saint, but um, just like, 
again, if someone's in a funk, this would be a great book to read or for you to read to really understand like the souls of men, like why we do what we do. Like it's just a deeply, it's beautifully written. Um, anyways, I feel like I'm being too, va- being too vague about it. And then finally, The Divine Center, which I've already mentioned. So what book am I missing? I know I'm going to like go to dinner with my mom and I'm going to be there at the restaurant. I think, ah, there's four more books I should have put on here, but I'm going to keep updating this. You can always go to leadingsaints.org slash books and you'll see what books are on there or what books I've added, or maybe I'll remove some. I don't know, but hopefully your leaders are readers, right? That's the old saying, leaders are readers. And I'm a true believer of that. You've got to be reading. And obviously the scriptures are crucial. Words of our prophets, absolutely. But outside of that, you've got to be engaged in in research and thought that others are um, producing, even if you disagree with it. It will help you um, think in a different way. I'm just finishing up on a manuscript right now, and there's going to be a lot of Latter-day Saints who disagree with some of my perspectives there. But that's okay. I at least want you to read it, and it will maybe cause you to think about some concepts and come to your own conclusions. So those are my books. Let me know what books you think. And again, would you go to leadingsaints.org slash donate and help us out in 2022? Like, we need your support. Um, and if you're already contributing, could you give a little bit more? We would really appreciate it. it. really goes to good use and keeps us moving forward. we got big goals to hit in 2022. So leadingsaints.org slash donate. And uh, all right. Got to go say happy birthday to my mama.